Rolling with my nomies. What would bring that to mind, Joe? We have new members of the Make Do team. Was that what you would call them? They're part of our Make Do family now. Yeah, Make Do family. Um, two giant gnomes. What are their names? Their names are Pretzel. That's the she gnome. And Fritz. That's the he gnome. They are quite cute. His name is Frederick, but he goes by Fritz. And so we call them Pretzel and Fritz. We do not call them Fritz and Pretzel. (laughs) (laughs) Because that sounds like something you would get at the German food festival. Or like a curse word that children would say. Like, ah, Fritz and Pretzel. I love it. That's that's probably what I'm going to start saying now. I'm a fan of um, fake curse words. Oh, me too. It's just that I don't want them to run together. Mm-hmm. I think also, I find it annoying that we always list the boy's name first. Yes. And if her name just blends into his, like Fritz and Pretzel, then she's not even... Her, she's not even capitalized. She's just like the end of him. And that's not how, that's not the truth. That's not how pretzel rolls. Pretzel no. has lovely. Pretzel multi- doesn't roll, pretzel twists. Yeah, there you go. She has lovely multicolored hair. <laughs> she's so cute. She's spicy now. I love it. Yeah. So, of course, you can see a picture of them in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> or I'm sure we've shared them on our Instagram by now. Yeah. This is Be Createful, a podcast about how we find fullness through creativity. I'm Joe, And I'm Madison. And today on episode 15, we're talking about busyness. Busyness. It, man, it feels like a good time to be talking about this. Why would you say that? Because it was a busy time of year. Oh, uh, we're getting red, souped up for the holidays. <sighs> I feel, I always feel a little bit frantically busy because mm-hmm. I work better under pressure. So I think a lot of that I put onto myself, but the holidays just always feels extra busy. Well, because we're creative people and we have a creative job, this is a time of year where people really do focus on, oh, what are things that I can make and create to make this time more sentimental and special? Um, and we aim to help with that, but that means that there's a lot of extra work that happens here at the studio. Yeah. And it's fundraising season, mm-hmm. prime time for fundraising season, which by the way, um, when this episode airs, so it will be Monday and then tomorrow we'll be giving Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, which if you have not heard of giving Tuesday, it's just kind of a, um, national day, well, international really day of giving. And it comes after black Friday and cyber Monday. And I think it's just the, Oh wait, consumerism has just run rampant. Let's give back. Yeah. Let's check ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So what are we going to be doing for giving Tuesday? Jo? So for giving Tuesday, we have a big quilt that I made with all of the mask fabrics that we've been using. <laughs> it's lovely. And it is a lovely um, like representation of what Make Do has 
done this year. And even in more ways than I meant for it to be. Oh, no. So it <laughs> this fits very well with our conversation about busyness. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make a mask. A mask. I wanted to make a quilt with all of the mask fabrics to commemorate um, how Make Do turned made lemonade out of lemons. Kind of our thing here. Yeah. Um, and so I just thought it was a fun way to... What is the word you use when you not commemorate? Well, would that be the word? Memorialize? (laughs) Sounds a little fatalistic. I just thought it would be a fun way to represent 2020, to have a quilt with all the fabrics we'd been using for the masks, Mm -hmm. also because they are, it is so random. Um, And so I thought that the parallel would end there. But then Saturday, I worked on the quilt on Friday for, I don't know, about five hours. I started working on it again on Saturday, quilting it. And then I had not done the previous step well enough. And so it was making a huge mess on the back. And so I had to take out all of that work. I tried again. It still wasn't working. So I had to take it out again. I had to unpin baste it and then rebaste it. I used basting spray. So how many hours of work did that end up being? It was like 10 hours of work on Saturday that was undoing, you know, about five hours of work and a few hours of work the morning before. So it should have been, I should have been able to finish quilting it on Saturday. Yeah. And now I'm about halfway done. But by the time this airs, the quilt will be completely done Mm -hmm. and we are raffling it off. So you can purchase a raffle ticket Starting on Giving Tuesday, which if you're listening to this the day it comes out, Giving Tuesday would be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll probably, I don't know all the details now because we're recording early, but it'll probably run for at least a week, the raffle, and then we'll draw a raffle name. Yes. And that person will have a quilt. And it's huge. It's like, it fits on top of a queen size bed. It doesn't hang off on the sides, but it's, it's very big. And it's very cool. It has lots of different colors in it. Um, and it's just very, very much a representation of what we're, we were doing in the studio for quite some time. Yes. Yes. And then just the dumpster fire that has been 2020 <laughs> in the process of actually making the quilt. So it I, was just a, I was wanting a way to kind of, help people get excited for Giving Tuesday. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have to say that I am grateful for, I mean, for what this quilt represents because, because Make Do started making masks, I was able to come on and quit substitute teaching, um, which I never thought I'd be able to do. And now I'm a kids program director and I'm just so thankful for that. And a maker of giant gnomes. Yes. It's, I'm very thankful. I am too. And um, I am, this is always a stressful time of year, but with things looking so different because we are still in the midst of COVID, I just feel a little extra stressed about the fundraising side of things. So yeah, hopefully this quilt will help. It at least helped me work out some of the anxiety that I was feeling while I was working on it. Which, as we have talked in other episodes, is something creativity offers us. A way to get our feelings out of ourselves. So now it's out and ready for you to buy a raffle ticket. We'll have a link to all of that in the show notes. Because I don't know any more details except 
There will be a raffle. There will be a drawing. <laughs> so in the process of making this quilt, you, I mean, obviously you had a lot of work to do on top of making this quilt. What was, what was kind of your experience there? I think the way to talk about that would be for me to just say how I, in general, how I engage with busyness. Mm. I have two modes. I either, when I start feeling busy, just get so overwhelmed that I completely shut down mm-hmm. and think, oh my gosh, I can't do anything. And then I waste an entire day hiding on my sofa or under the bed. <laughs> um, or I just add more things to my list. I just, that is when I get struck with an exciting new project. And then I think, ooh, this will be fun. And it feels extremely important and necessary to do it right now. So you already have things. So that other mode, I'm kind of interested in that. So you have this list of things to do and you're like, inspiration strikes you and you're like, oh, I want to do that thing. And then you go and do that new thing that has struck you before you do all the other stuff on your list. So this quilt was actually came out of that. So I was feeling um, a little bit busy, like, oh my gosh, it's, we're about to take a week off for Thanksgiving. I have all of this stuff I need to do to get ready for December so that, you know, we have everything ready to start immediately when we get back. And, um, so then I thought, well, maybe I just need to be creative for a little bit. Maybe I'll just start a new quilt. And I knew in the back of my mind, I wanted to do one with the mask fabric. And so I started picking that fabric. I started making the quilt. I was just going to work on it a few hours. And then I went to bed. And when I was laying in bed, I thought, Ooh, what if I wrapped this up in with, um, end of year giving and giving Tuesday And then I thought, oh, that means that this quilt needs to get done now. So it got like bumped up your list. Yes. So it was like, oh, I might do this. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I need to connect this with Giving Tuesday. (gasps) Got to make this quick. And then all of a sudden it became the priority Mm -hmm. because it needs to be done so that we have time to promote it. Mm -hmm. And uh, nothing else got taken off of my to-do list. Yes, It just got added. I experience that as well with busyness because that we use creativity as a method of problem solving. And so when you're going through your list, you're like, oh, wait, if I can just make this or if I could just do this, then that will solve this problem. Well, we both know that making and creating something, it takes a lot more time than, say, having something prepackaged or made or um, just not engaging with creativity at all. And so then all of a sudden we have all this, we need to get this done in a small amount of time when we know it's going to take a while. Yeah. I think the holidays exacerbate that aspect of creativity and busyness as well, because we're having people in our homes or we're decorating for Christmas or we're making presents for people. And so then when you add that layer of handmade on top of it, Mm -hmm. um, it, it just adds such a createful distraction, (laughs) I guess, to what we already have to be doing. And then we just think, oh, you know what would make this dinner even better would be if I'm hand sewed new napkins for the table. And then you think I have to do that. Dinner will be ruined if I don't do that. Mm -hmm. And then it feels like it's super important. Oh, and there's so many people out there who 
um, maybe don't practice creativity as often as we do, who feel compelled. Well, my aunt, uncle, grandma, whoever, handmade this stuff during the holidays. I need to do that too. I need to carry on that tradition. And so they feel extra pressure, not just from being, not just working in a creative mode that they're not used to, but also this pressure of tradition of this is how it's always been done and it needs to be done this way. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be very stressful. Even when you're not talking about necessarily creative things that are part of tradition, but just traditions in general that we have with the holidays can add to our sense of busyness because we're, we're keeping those things on our plate, even if they're not important to us. And so it can be hard to say, you know what? I don't know that I want to do that anymore. Yeah. To kind of declutter our schedule, like we would declutter our homes. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's true. Not our gnomes, our homes. Yes. <laughs> oh, our gnomes are so cute. They are very cute. They're looking at us right now, making sure we're staying on track. Yeah. Well, the gnomes are actually another example of me adding to our to-do list. Yes. So I was already in the process of making samples for our Christmas classes. And then Joe walks in one day and says, you know what I think would be really cool <laughs> if we had giant gnomes? Because I was already making tiny gnomes, gnomes. <laughs> yeah, for a class. And I was like, yeah. And I thought, I have no idea how to make a giant <laughs> gnome. So I went to my favorite inspiration spot, Pinterest, and just started looking up, how do I make this gnome? And so for like the past, has it been like a week and a half or like? No, I think we've been working on them a week. Like a week. It's been a week of working on these gnomes. They look bomb but because I knitted their hats last Monday or crocheted their hats last Monday that's right yeah so we've been working on them for about a week and I mean just today they've they're pretty much done yeah at this point but I didn't know how to do I had never done anything like that before um and I was you know I had to do all these other samples and we need to you know, push to get all of these things up and done by Christmas. And I'm supposed to be hanging Christmas decorations. And I thought, oh, I've got so much to do. So I've been like coming in early and trying to get everything done. And I'm tired. Well, now, see, I have just wrapped you into my um, cyclone (laughs) of busyness, of adding projects during the busyness. Yeah. I actually came up with the idea in the bathroom. I don't know why. I just was thinking, oh, I saw something um, that we had back in our storage that we had been saving maybe for a project. And I was just thinking about those, and it's not related to gnomes at all. And then I just popped into my head, can we make big, giant gnomes that would go in our window display? And so I came out to Madison, and I said, oh, Madison. (laughs) do you think we can make big gnomes and you did kind of have a look on your face but you didn't tell me no but your yes didn't sound very it was more like an okay boss (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just knew it was gonna be busy and so for me when I have extra things that I have to do especially at work when I get home, I don't have the energy to do other creative things. Part of it's because I work in a creative mm-hmm. space already. So like a lot of that is already used up. Um, 
But like when I get home, I just don't have any energy to then make a mess at my house, Mm -hmm. pulling everything out. Or like I just had company in this past weekend. And so I had to like, because our guest room is also my sewing studio, I have to clean everything up and put it away and I can't drag anything out. And it just leaves me feeling like kind of drained and tired. All this to say, I love my job. It's great here. But just like everyone else, even if you love your job, you get tired if you've been working really hard. Especially when your job is in the same field as whatever your hobby is. Mm -hmm. So whatever you used to do for fun, um, if now that is your job, then yeah, like you're saying, you kind of use up some of the energy in that bucket while you're at work. So you're using up that time for make do instead of yourself. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's my job. I love it. Um, But also like that also ties into the other thing of how I deal with busyness is when I'm busy with creativity. And even before I had this job, I, I have several projects that I'm working on at once. Well, sometimes I pile on so many that uh, I usually reach a stage in each of them where I get stuck and then I just stop. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Like you were saying about being overwhelmed. I stop, quit, and then I just don't engage with creativity at all because I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm at this really hard part and yeah, I just, I'm just going to shut down and not bother with it. And then I zone out in front of the TV for a little while. So you don't start something new. You just quit creativity altogether for a little bit. Oh yeah. And I can tell when I haven't done anything creative in a while, um, that's just on my own because I start feeling really sad and like, I kind of lose a little bit of purpose because I, it doesn't feel like I'm being, um, the best version of me. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I usually, when I get that feeling, it's a red flag of like, oh, um, maybe you need to start trying to find ways of getting back into creativity and Possibly finishing those projects. Mm-hmm. Do you like to be busy? Um, well, let me d- break that down even a little yeah. more. Because I think when we're talking about busyness, I think of two aspects of it. Or maybe two ways it could be interpreted. Okay. So one could be like how we would talk about a busy body. Someone who's just always fluttering around. Mm-hmm. being busy, but maybe not actually doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one aspect, one way you could maybe interpret the word busyness. And then the other would be just the sh- sheer number of things that you have to do, either um, things on your to-do list or places that you have to be, um, parties, you know, during the holidays, like mm-hmm. buying gifts and going to parties and cleaning your house for the holidays or traveling and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I would say no, I don't like being busy. I don't either. Yeah. Like that week that I had off and it was before I started working here at Make Do and it was in March when we didn't know what things were going to happen. Um, I was at home for a week and I loved it. Mm. I didn't have anything to do. I was just, I could wake up one day and work on whatever project I wanted to. Um, I just loved that. Um, even when I was a kid, like I didn't like having activities that I had to go to because I just felt it was so limiting. Mm-hmm. This this whole idea of, oh yeah, I'm so busy right now. I have to do this, 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 and this. And almost like a bragging version, version of busyness never appealed to me because I'm just like, 
I like my free time and having control. And I think you kind of share in that sentiment as well, right? Yes. I like, um, I like to feel productive. Yes. And so sometimes I use busyness as a stand-in for productivity. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it makes it look... it When I don't feel like I'm actually producing anything of worth or value, if I'm busy, I feel like at least I have something to show for my time. And I think that that comes from... I think that's cultural mm-hmm. here in America. Um, but... I don't like it when I have a lot of things on my calendar because then I feel like my all of my time is already spoken for. And so when something, when I get hit with an idea, yeah, <laughs> um, which could happen at any time, I want to know that I can, that I have the flexibility on my schedule to obsess over that new idea. So if my calendar is already full and I don't have any margins built in, it I already start feeling crammed in. Yes. A it little stifled. Makes, yeah. It almost makes me feel like claustrophobic by time mm-hmm. or by the calendar. Absolutely. I like that freedom of like being able to move around and kind of like spread out my creative time. I like it when at the end of the week, I look back at the week and think, man, that was a busy week. I got a lot of stuff done. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is on a Sunday night when I'm looking at my week coming forward yes. and I think, oh my gosh, I have such a busy week. <laughs> that is exactly how I felt about this week because we just have so many things to get done. Because then we're leaving. Yes. We have a lot of, yeah, we have a lot of preparations to make before we break for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And because then when we come back after Thanksgiving, we have to hit the ground running in December. Yeah. Oh, man, that makes me tired just talking about it. You can do it. <laughs> do you take on extra things around the holidays? Um, I guess I push myself to make more things. Mm-hmm. Um, like presents? Presents, uh, food. Um, and then there's a lot of people that come in. Um, I, I live in my college town. So when people want to come through and visit, it's usually around this time. Mm-hmm. And so they want to use my house. Um, and I love that. I love having people over. Um, but there's this little voice in me that's like, you need to have this done. You need to have, you need to like make them a full breakfast when they come over instead of just, you know, going to a bakery and grabbing something. Um, it's just those little things that, that get me. Yeah. I mean, are you pretty busy around the holidays, like outside of make do? Um, probably not. It's weird. It's, it's different because I live alone. I don't have kids Mm -hmm. that are adding to the holiday busyness. Mm -hmm. Um, I will be making a couple of Christmas presents, um, but I always work better last minute as yeah. well. Um, so those will probably get pushed off. You know, when I know that a month is going to be busy, it is hard for me to pace myself. Like you want to get everything done as soon as possible. Well, or I will not be getting things done when I feel like there's any moment of there's nothing to do today. Does that make sense? It's it's like it's almost the opposite. Like 
instead of saying, okay, here is all of the stuff that we have to do. If I make a schedule and pace this work out, Mm -hmm. I won't be stressed and it will all get done. Yeah. It's hard for me to do that. Instead, I just think, oh, this month is going to be so busy. I really need to spend today doing something fun when, and then I'm just going back and adding more to my to-do list. I don't know. Well, I mean, you work in big bursts of things. So it makes sense that you're like, oh, if I just take this in small chunks, it'll be easier. That's just not how you function. No, even though (laughs) I think that's always my advice. Absolutely. (laughs) Every time I edit the the last podcast that we did about barriers, Mm -hmm. um, I kept saying, just break it into chunks. That will help. Break it into chunks. That will help. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to practice what you preach. But I also know that that's what works for me. Yeah. It's just a matter of being disciplined to make myself do it. I'm not very self-disciplined. So that's interesting because uh, you're kind of your own boss. How does that work out? It makes it really challenging. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like having someone like you to be like, hey, Madison you need to do this or, or like giving me a list. But honestly, having you here helps me be more accountable Mm -hmm. to my list. And it does help me have more discipline as well, because now that it's not just me and a few of the things that we do overlap. Mm -hmm. And so there are some parts of your job that you can't do until I do that part of my job. Um, So that actually does help me stay accountable, even though, you can't tell me. Well, I mean, you can tell me that I'm not doing my job. <laughs> I no, give you I that just, authority. I just do it a little bit more gently. I'm just like, hey, Joe, <laughs> how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> Have you done this thing yet? <laughs> no, Madison, I've been doing this other random thing, okay? And then I slowly back out of the office. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are some signs for you that let you know, wait a minute? Maybe I'm too busy. Actually, this happened to me this past week. I've had, my husband has also been busy. And anytime you work in tandem with someone, um, it kind of spills over. So between that and then getting ready for the holidays, um, I've had migraines. Mm -hmm. I get them when I'm too busy or stressed. And so um, it's almost like my body is telling me, stop. You need to go lay down right now. Because really, that's the only way you can deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So for, I think, two nights, like off and on, I was just in the bed laying down because my body was like, you're too busy. You should stop now. Mm -hmm. Do you find any like physical symptoms for you? I stay up too late. Oh, how late have you stayed up? Um, I actually have gotten so much better, Mm -hmm. Um, but I try to be in bed by 10 And used to, I would try to be in bed by midnight. So like when (laughs) I would stay up too late, it was, I would be staying up until like three, but now I will stay up until like midnight, not even getting ready for bed yet. Oh yeah. And, um, the reason is because when I know, okay, tomorrow's going to be really busy. I don't want it to be tomorrow. Oh, so you try to use up as much of... I try to, yeah, have as much of today as I can. And then I know if I go to sleep, it's just going to be tomorrow faster. Mm -hmm. And so I stay up. It's it's like I 
think time doesn't keep going in yes. the middle of the night, <laughs> which is ridiculous because then when you're busy, you I know I need the sleep mm-hmm. more than I need to <laughs> stay awake trying That's to stop funny. time. I'm kind of the opposite because when I know I'm going to be busy the next day, I'm like, oh, it's 930. I should probably just go to bed right now because I know that I will just be awful the next day if I don't. I have always had a tumultuous relationship with sleep. And so (laughs) when I am busy and my mind tends to spin a little bit more, and so then as soon as I lay down, I feel wide awake. I'm more creative at night. Um, I'm more productive on a lot of things at night. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I can feel like I'm spinning my wheels all day trying to figure out a problem. And then about eight o'clock, I'll find the solution or the energy to work on it. Yeah. But then I don't need to be starting time, starting something that late. It's so hard to limit yourself, which I think is part of why we get so busy. So even when that inspiration strikes you, you almost have to tell yourself, it's not healthy for me to work on this right now. I just need to hold on to that and wait until I have more time. Yeah. Even though I'm trying to remember who it was that was having this conversation with me scientifically like evolutionarily Mm -hmm. speaking there's a reason why some of us are night owls and it was because when people lived in tribes they needed people who were awake at night Mm -hmm. so it's just that our the way that our world exists now we kind of work during the day um and not at night oh i've heard cool things about circadian rhythms of like you know, sometimes people would, you know, go to bed when the sun goes down, but then wake up for a couple hours between like two and four and they would do a couple things and then they would go back to bed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I've done that. Um, if ever I've gotten really busy or stressed, I'll go to bed early, but then I wake up at like two and I'll get up and go to my sewing room, get some things done. And then when it's 5 a.m., I come back to bed. I do. I really love those early morning hours. It doesn't matter if I see four o'clock because I have stayed up until four o'clock mm-hmm. or if like you're saying, I just happen to wake up early because I think at four, I still, uh, four or five o'clock when it's dark outside, mm-hmm. I still have that night owl kind of creativity. Yeah. Um, but then once the sun comes up and it's like seven o'clock, I'm ready to go back to bed. Oh yeah. I just, sometimes I just kind of like having the the sun on my face as I'm falling asleep. (laughs) I don't know why. It makes you feel like you had a wild night. Yeah, probably. (laughs) When my wild night includes um, me waking up covered in thread and a random seam ripper in the bed next to me. Ooh, you got to be careful sleeping with the seam ripper. I know. I've been told many times. (laughs) 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 We've talked about how crazy busy we can get And some of the things, I mean, is there anything else that happens to you when you get busy where you're like, oh no, I'm really busy. And then like some red flags, I guess. I mean, I completely quit caring about feeding myself. Oh no. In the sense of like, maybe I should eat something besides Frosted Flakes or frozen pizza. Oh, but it's so easy to do. Yeah. So when I get busy, that's kind of the first thing to go. It's food. Uh Uh-huh. I wonder what the, what's the first to go for me? Food and sleep. Food and sleep. Two, you know, just two, two essential things. <laughs> two really important things to your overall health. Yeah. I wonder what's the first to go for me. Oh, um, 
if I'm just really busy, it's usually my outfit choices. <laughs> Joe, you may have noticed I've been wearing a lot of pants lately, yes. and I normally don't wear pants. That's because I don't have any energy in the morning to pick out a nice little cute outfit. Oh, I figured it was just because you were doing manual labor around the studio. That's part of it. But also, like, if I'm feeling really rough, the first thing to go is my fashion sense. (laughs) Your fashion sense, though, is, like, so up there. I know. So, like, when I take a step down, people are like, oh, you put on jeans today. That seems like you're nice. And I'm like, I rarely wear jeans <laughs> I miss I miss my petticoat and my and my um cute cardigans and whatnot maiden weather wait yeah. what's it called the <laughs> what maiden weather no, what are know. you talking about Mary Widow oh my <laughs> <laughs> yeah my specialty undergarments are the first thing to go yeah <laughs> help us all Madison has a very 1950s ish sort of yes based eclectic style yes so like full skirts um like button-up tops so then she has undergarments to match yes um but that i mean currently i am wearing sneakers and jeans right now because i just don't have the energy to pick out my clothes in the morning that's one of the things i never have the energy for (laughs) i'm wearing one step up from pajamas (laughs) i don't know I like your house coat. It's cute. My house coat that <laughs> I'm supposed to only wear in my house, <laughs> but I wear it out every day during the winter. It's fabulous. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, we really are different. Yes. But that's what makes that's what makes it so cool that we're in creative community with each other. Mm-hmm. What does Mooley say, my mom? Oh, I fill in all the cracks. <laughs> I fill in all of Joe's cracks. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you, Thank Lily. you. She fills in all of the gaps. Yes. That I leave in my wake <laughs> of distracted busyness. Yeah. How do you handle busyness? Any tips? Okay. So when I'm being healthy and being conscious of, okay, here, you know, I'm either zoning out or I, um, or I don't have energy. I kind of have a two-pronged attack. Okay. (laughs) I normally make myself too busy. If I really looked at my schedule, then I would be able to find time to do some things. But usually I'm so busy and hyper-focused on certain things I need to get done, I don't bother trying to find that time. Um, So if I know that I will need space to be creative, I carve out time. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's a small amount, like... I do small things. Um, For example, I have a pile of projects that, oh, this just needs a hem or needs to be mended or needs new buttons. I spend 15, 20 minutes doing that. And I'm like, oh, I've got something done. I've been a little creative. Um, And it makes me feel better and gives me momentum to keep doing other things, Mm -hmm. carry on with other stuff that isn't creative. Um, And then... If that fails, if, I, if I'm just slap full for time, then what I will do is I will spend time uh, looking for inspiration. So like I've got 15 minutes while I'm in a waiting room or if I'm in a line or something, then I'll whip out my phone and look at, just look for different ideas or um, hunt for inspiration uh, because that keeps the creative spirit alive for mm-hmm. me without having to spend time getting something out, going through the process of making it yeah, and all of that. Right. So that is 
That's kind of my Your two-pronged, two-pronged yeah. approach. And that was specifically for how you stay engaged with creativity when you're busy. Yes. Yeah. If I'm not... Now, I have to do other things if I'm engaging. If my busyness comes from my creativity, that I have to attack differently. Right. I So when I was thinking of how I handle busyness, this is all just more like generic, but I think because my job is creative, it involves my creativity as well. Or it could be overlaid just in this time of things feeling extra busy and potentially because we're doing more handmade things. Mm -hmm. But the first thing, similar to your first prong in your (laughs) two-pronged approach, is to anchor my schedule with non-negotiables. So like you were saying, you you kind of anchor your creativity by doing those little small creative things. Yes. So I will find things if I'm like, okay, I'm really busy this week, but here are the things that I have to do so that I don't feel like I'm spinning out of control. So it's the things that like you have to get done or things that you need to get done for your sanity. No, it's more things that are not on my to-do list, but that I think, okay, I have to keep these. I can't let these be the things to fall away. So I have two. Okay. The first one is working out. This has been so much easier since I quit the gym and have a gym in quotes at my house Yeah. because I can just, as soon as I get home from work, um, change clothes real quick and jump on my bike for 20 minutes. And it just lets me like sweat a little bit and um, move my body and complete the stress cycle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it keeps me grounded a little bit. It just helps me to remember 20 minutes is enough and 20 minutes can be, a. I can get something done in 20 minutes. I love that because you're getting, like you said, you're getting something done. Um, but you're also still continuing to take care of yourself mm-hmm. because most likely then I'm going to go eat some Frosted Flakes for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just because when we get busy, the things we tend to let go of the things that take care of ourselves, um, that we don't t- spend time on our physical bodies. And so I love that that's something that you're like, this cannot be taken away. This is guarded special time. Mm-hmm. And I don't do it every day. Like mm-hmm. if, if I know I have a busy week, then I say, okay, you know what? I know I can get this done Monday and Wednesday and Thursday. So I'm going to do it those days. And then if I say on Tuesday, I think, Ooh, I'm just going to do one of my workouts today. Then I can, but I don't put the pressure on myself anymore to think that it's all or nothing when it comes to moving I think that's an important point just in general that um, it doesn't need to be an all or nothing thing. You don't have to like, well, I'm super busy. So everything that I do for myself is, you know, fair game and they can and I can use that time for whatever because I have a lot to get done. Um, that's not healthy. So spending that time on yourself, whatever. I think that's fabulous. It also because I am very much an all or nothing kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps me to remember that what you're saying is true, that it doesn't have to be 
all or nothing. Yeah. And sometimes I need a workout that is really hard. It makes me breathless and sweat and want to like fall on the ground afterwards because then that's <laughs> a little bit more rest that I'm giving myself. But sometimes I just need something low impact. Yeah. And I can do either of those at my house. Whereas before I would feel like if I was going to the gym, I needed to go for an hour and a half to make it worth my time. Yeah. But then when you're busy, uh, you don't have an hour and a half. No, you sure don't. So then the second thing that I do that my non-negotiables is um, my the time I wake up. Oh. Especially because I have a tendency to stay up so late. Mm-hmm. I very easily will sleep too late. And okay. then I wake up late and feel like half my day is already gone. So I get up at seven, which is not super early, but it's early for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so especially if I'm like going to bed after midnight, but if I can make myself get up, then a lot of times by that night, I can sleep better. I kind of have to break that cycle of staying up too late and then and sleeping, sleeping too late. Mm-hmm. That's funny. It makes me think of a funny, uh, saying that I heard at camp where um, our camp counselor would be like, all right, you can stay up late. But remember, if you're going to be a big girl at night, you got to be a big girl in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And I just think about that every time I stay up late. I'm like, all right, I'm being a big girl by staying up at night, but I got to be a big girl in the morning and wake up and do what Mm -hmm. I've got to do. I can't remember if I've told this story before, Um, but the first time I stayed up all night, Oh, I was probably in third or fourth grade. Oh, so young to get started. I was reading a book, Mm -hmm. Midnight in the Dollhouse. And oh, so you wanted to stay up till midnight to read it, right? (laughs) Well, I just wanted to finish it. And so I had a flashlight under my covers and I like stayed up and read the whole book and probably finished around four in the morning or something. And so I went to sleep. And then when Muli came to wake me up the next day, I overcompensated because I didn't want her to know that I had stayed up all night. So Mm -hmm. I remember her coming and waking me up and just jumping up and like, good morning and being way extra because I didn't want her to know I had stayed up, Um, which I am not like that in the morning. So (laughs) I'm sure she knew something was going on. And then I just remember that whole day being so exhausted. But that's when, uh, I mean, it's been a downhill. Yeah. (laughs) It's just ever since then. Yeah. I've been losing. All started in third grade. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, my sleeping problem started before that. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I used to lay in bed and whisper Mooley's name. Well, we called her mommy back then, but Mm -hmm. I would be like, mommy, to try to get her to wake up because I would be bored and it would be midnight and, you know. I mean, she would always wake up if I was sick. I don't know yeah. why she didn't wake up when I was bored. <laughs> Man, you were you were a night owl even from mm-hmm. birth. Yep. No, nah, I was always up way early. What time were you born? They say that has something to do with it, but I don't know if that's true. Man, I, when, when were you? I, I was can't born remember. at like one ten or one twenty in the morning. Muli, when was I born? Yeah, she'll I wa- know. I want to say that I think I was born in the morning. I think. Like in the daytime morning or the nighttime morning? Like sunrise. Okay. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, we'll my mom will fact check me on this. That, that fits the narrative. Yeah. That sure. Trying, that fits the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other things you do when you're busy? Like if I'm really busy with lots of creative things to do, like um, I'm just going to keep coming back to this, my Halloween, <laughs> my Halloween costume. Um, I try to break things down. 
And <laughs> I heard, I try to break things. <laughs> yes, I just break lots of things and then I feel better. <laughs> no, I like to break things down into smaller chunks and get organized, like make a list, what needs to get done first. And then that helps me to visualize and think, okay, while this is being painted and then dried, I can go do this. Mm -hmm. And it allows me to kind of work on things simultaneously. Um, but I have to get that on paper. Otherwise it's, it's going to get all jumbled up in my head. Yes. That's one of the things I have written down as well. I have to prioritize my to-do list and then I have to break those tasks on my to-do list down into smaller things sometimes. I have a hard time prioritizing because to me, it all feels important. Oh, all I, you can totally say that again. Cause I totally feel that it feels like the world is going to end if it doesn't all get done. I have a really hard time, um, prioritizing. Mm -hmm. And so being able to say, no, this is what has to get done before this time. So we did that here last week. Okay. Here are the things we have you know, basically six days left mm -hmm. of work in the studio. Here are the things that have to get done before we leave. And here are the things that can wait until we get back. Or here are the things I can work on while I'm home for the Thanksgiving yeah. break or something. Um, and so if I don't have that, then none of it is going to get done. Well, and it sometimes it just hurts me when I have made a to-do list and then there's like two things left. I've prioritized. I've gotten the main things done that need to get done. There were still those two little things that I couldn't get to. And I'm just like, ah, it's frustrating. But I have to let that go. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I will drive myself insane. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, and breaking, um, breaking tasks down helps I think to make them feel manageable and like you can actually hold them <laughs> in mm -hmm. your hands, wrap your brain around it. Because when I start to feel so busy, I can have a difficult time problem solving or mm -hmm. actually finding my way through a problem. Well, I guess that is what problem solving is. <laughs> so I have to have that written down to kind of some of the steps I'm going to take because I can have a hard time making decisions. Yeah. Like what am I going to, like what I'm going to eat? Yeah, that is very helpful. If you can plan out not just the things that you need to get done, but how you're going to take care of yourself. Like you were saying earlier with spending that time, um, 20 minutes exercising and planning out what you're going to eat and all mm -hmm. that. That is very helpful. I could probably stand to do some of that. It kind of helps that I have a husband at home because he's like, hey, what's for dinner? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to plan that out. So, Oh, no, see, I would want a husband at home who was going to say, hey, here's what I planned for dinner. Which actually is what he's doing tonight. Excellent. I'm so ready. Because otherwise I don't need anything else adding to my stress. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked a lot about like some self-care things to do and talking about lists. What are some other things that you do when you get really busy? I have two more things okay. that work for me are important. Number one of those is that I have to protect my alone time. I am very much an introvert. And so as particularly as my schedule is busy with events or with things that involve being around other people, um, I have to have at least one full day every week where I know that I will not have to use my voice 
or talk to anyone or put on a bra or (laughs) do anything like where I can just be in my house all day. Now, it doesn't matter if I still have to work that day. Mm -hmm. I could work 12 hours all day. Like, and it, that doesn't matter. It's just that I need to be able to do that completely alone. Okay. That can be a tough thing to carve out when you have a, when you interact with people so often. It can, but a lot of times that would be on the weekends, like on a Sunday I can do that or on, um, you know, on Mondays, typically this, we don't come into the studio. Mm -hmm. And so that's by design because (laughs) it, it guarantees that at least on Mondays I can completely be away from people. So does that count social? As social media too? Like do you? Sometimes. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll still, you know, it's not hard to be on an Insta story for 15 seconds at a time yeah. or even to just post a picture with a caption or something. Uh, but sometimes I think, no, I just can't, I can't talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. And even like email, people sending me like a DM or a message on Facebook, uh, a text message, sometimes that even feels like it's encroaching on my alone time. So mm-hmm. I just put my phone on do not disturb and I don't check it. That sounds very peaceful. My family would maybe be the only exceptions. Um, and then the last thing and this, oh my gosh, this one is so hard for me. I don't know that I do it very well, but it is knowing when I have crossed that line where I can absolutely not take anything else on. Oh, so having to say no. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel that And too. really it's more like saying no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and a lot of times it's a personal, I, I'm saying it to myself. It's not like someone is asking me to do something. It's not, mm-hmm. most of my busyness is self-generated. Absolutely. It, so it isn't that someone else is asking me to do something and I'm having to turn them down. It is me having to say, you cannot do this project right now. Yeah. Write it down and do it later, but you cannot start something new. That is something that we all could could hear, whether it's telling ourselves no or telling someone else no, is realizing where your limits are. Well, and it's because adding more things to my list is one of the ways I cope with being busy. Mm-hmm. So I would just die under a mountain of self-inflicted <laughs> busyness. What a shame, man. That would look like, I mean, it'd be a pretty mountain, but oh yeah, I would be suffocated. By it. <laughs> All right. So looking into December, mm-hmm. what are the, the glaring moments of busyness on your schedule or the things that you're looking forward to marking off your to-do list? Oh man. Does it have to be outside of my job? <laughs> no, it can be anything. Um, your, I mean, your job is a lot of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, some glaring things. Okay. Well, you think I'll yes. rattle off a few. Please do. <laughs> so um, we have podcasts that we have to record ahead of time because we won't be together for at least a couple of weeks over Christmas break. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> that was one of the things that did, was not a priority for this month. We kept um, pushing, pushing off back. our recording schedule. Yes. So that's something. I have... Two Christmas presents that I'm looking forward to making. Oh, yeah. I but I can't ha- say what they are. Yeah, no, because our favorite people are listening. Three. Three Christmas <gasps> presents oh, that my I'm looking goodness. forward to making. Three? Yeah. And then, but that's only right now, so it's Gonna, very... Oh, four. 
See? <laughs> See what I mean? More just keeps coming. If you stay on here for five more minutes, it'll yeah. probably be another But then one. there may be more that I add. Yeah. I have a couple of projects that I need to start for Christmas presents as well that I need to get off of my to-do list. I'm sure there's many things, but in all honesty, looking ahead right now just stresses me out. Yeah. I'm so oh, done with it. Oh, another thing is we're going to try to make some of the classes we're doing for Handmade Holidays have a virtual option. Yes. And that is something brand new. Well, not brand new. I guess we kind of did it during quarantine craft camp, but this would be in another capacity. Yeah. Um, so we know kind of what it takes to be able to do that. So that adds to the busyness, but then we don't know exactly how it's going to look. So that adds or if to people like, are going to want it. That's true. We don't know. Yeah. Sometimes the busyness with work is harder because we're only in control of so much of it. And then mm-hmm. we put stuff out there and it's up to the people in our community or, you know, other people to respond to the things that we do. So December is a lot of work for us, but then we don't know what it's actually going to look like when it comes to the day. Which that kind of, some that can add to the stress too. Mm-hmm. Very much. And then that's why we um, spend time making gnomes for a week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It'll be nice when they're when they're in our windows. Yeah, soon. They're basically done. Also, Pretzel's hair looks like cotton candy. It's cute. Oh, they're so cute. Mm-hmm. I want to dye my hair pink now and let it grow out. Wait, so you can have pink braids? Yeah. She's got pink hair with blue and hot pink streaks in it. <sighs> All right. Well, I guess we'll, we'll call it a time. I think well, yeah. I'm procrastinating my to-do list for the rest of the day. We have we have a busy rest of the day ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> rest of the day and the tomorrow and the day after. Yep. But then a week off. Kind of. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to is just getting to that moment and just relaxing. All right. Well, you're one hour closer. <gasps> yes. Bye, Madison. <gasps> Bye, Joe. Bye, Pretzel and Fritz. <laughs> thank you to my dear dear friend craig hudson for our very createful theme music you can hear more of craig's music on spotify under craig hudson that's hudson with a t or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes also be sure to connect with make do on instagram at make do create or on facebook at make do cersei and visit our website makedocreate.org for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.